1: In fact I've had I had some messages on my Instagram this week from a, a grandmother who follows me on Instagram and she said I just hated all those years when my my children were tiny I found them so difficult um, my husband worked away and I was basically like a single mum and I used to go down the end of the garden and cry because I was too ashamed to tell anyone how I felt
0: and I just thought that was so sad make me sad now I'm thinking about it Welcome to Honesty Box, where we find the answers to the questions you thought were off limits. Hello, hello, welcome to our first episode of Honesty Box at The Balance Club. At the end of last year, I asked what questions would you like to have an honest conversation about? And you didn't disappoint. Thank you to everyone who submitted a question. If you'd like to submit your own, no topic off limits, no judgment, you can do so anonymously at www.thebalance.club. Just click on the podcast option and a question box will pop up for you. Now, each week here on Honesty Box, we will take one of your questions and pose it to an expert. We'll have a frank and open conversation about it. Sometimes it'll be serious, sometimes funny, sometimes a little bit sweary. But hopefully you'll come away with some helpful information. Either way, I hope you feel like you've heard a truthful discussion on a topic that might not have been that easy to discuss with people in your life before. This week we're talking to Becca Maberly, who's the founder of online community A Mother Place. She's an antenatal and postnatal teacher and the author of Nobody Tells You, which is available to order now. She's also a mum of two and the daughter of leading obstetrician and gynaecologist Roger Marwood, who she now works with in her straight-talking, taboo-busting antenatal classes. Becca's honesty and candour about her own experiences of ectopic pregnancy and a rare breastfeeding condition and raising two boys makes her a fantastic guest to talk about today's question. So without further ado, I welcome Becca to Honesty Box and I'm just going to dive straight in. So the question we're pulling out of the Honesty Box today is, are people happier once they have kids or are you just not allowed to admit that you're not? What do you make of that? Wow, I think that is one of the most difficult
1: questions that you could possibly ask a parent. And in fact, I asked my Instagram community yesterday because I was struggling when I was thinking about the question myself. And um, I have a very honest community who always, you know, I post questions and they give me very honest answers and it's sort of like a safe space to share those, those thoughts and things. And just you know, really interesting mixed answers. Some people saying, yes, 100%, you know, life is so much better. It's, I'm fulfilled, Um, experiencing all these things I, I never imagined and so much love for my kids, that kind of thing. And then other people saying, no, this is hell. I'm fatter, poorer, more stressed, anxious, My nether regions are in pieces, my relationship's gone to shit, my career's gone out the window. And if you had told me all of this, I'm not quite sure I would have have, uh, gone through with it. So, and then also thrown into that sort of inconsistent feeling. So sometimes, some days feeling like this is amazing, I've never been happier, and other days saying, oh my God, when is this going to end? I can't handle this. So, I think, yeah, I really think it's one of the hardest questions to. That you
0: could ask a mother or a parent do you was there any was it stronger in any camp than the other or was there a real spread? well
1: interestingly yeah i put a, a poll up on my instagram and with a just a, a yes no so are you happier since you've had children and uh it was about 65 percent said they were happier and 35 percent said they weren't happier um but i did also get a lot of messages saying I need a third option because it's not that simple it's not that straight cut because sometimes yes, yeah, sometimes no and I would describe it as different rather than happier and I think that's that's you know an interesting angle to think about it and you know something that we talk about a lot is just this new normal and the you know you'll never go back to the way you were before but you'll be a you know, your life and and the way you are, it will just be new versions that you need to kind of get used to. And maybe that's not happier. Maybe it's not sadder either. It's just different.
0: There's quite a lot of research on this. And I I did a sort of tentative look at it. Um, And research would suggest people aren't happier. But then, of course, it does break it down because the number of stresses in your life when you become a parent go up. Inevitably, they go up, you know, the de- demands on your time—they go up. Energy demands, sleep deprivation, work-life balance, financial burdens—now, all of those things, I think, universally, people can agree, don't give you happiness. If someone gave you a menu and said, "What would you like off this? What's going to make you happy?" those things would not be the things you'd pick to give you happiness. Now, they come along when you have kids, so it's obviously a byproduct. Of course, not everything. That comes along, that's not the total of everything that comes along with kids, but it, it's it's an added stressor of having kids. So it's understandable that having kids isn't complete happiness. Do you think people are honest when they say it's it's brought me happiness? It's a hundred percent happiness.
1: No, I don't. I I don't think anyone. It would be honest of anybody to say that it's brought them hundred percent happiness because I think that. It might have brought you happiness in areas that you hadn't contemplated before, like love and fulfillment and meaning of life and all that kind of stuff. You perhaps might have 100% happiness in those areas, but I think other areas, if you looked at other areas, perhaps they might have suffered. So whether that's your relationship, uh, your career, your self esteem, um, you know, more. um, uh, sort of personal things like you know how you look and you know your figure your wrinkles your skin whatever that kind of thing and it would be impossible I think to be a parent and have 100% on on all those things I think something will have given way somewhere and for lots of women that would be you know in in a traditional family unit it would be career Um, and sort of personal development, fitness, looking after themselves, that kind of thing, I think that falls to the wayside. So you could be happier. Your soul might be happier and, you know, that feeling you get from, you know, looking after somebody, nurturing them, teaching them things and, you know, all that side of things. But perhaps what's going on inside your head is not as great as it was before always.
0: But then we've also got to think life without children doesn't also guarantee happiness like happiness is not a is not a continued given is it
1: no no for sure and you know we often look at I mean I'm guilty of sometimes looking at my friends who don't have children and thinking oh what a life they must have Saturday morning sleeping in till nine or ten they go out for brunch or go out for a long lunch with friends and come back they don't have to worry about bedtime they can book a flight to you know go off to the Amalfi coast next weekend without having to you know sort out babysitters they've got time to chat to each other they're still romantic with each other they have sex probably more than I do and you know that kind of thing and I think it's very common to look at people and imagine that the grass is greener but that's not always the case and obviously I think that's another issue that parents face when they feel that they want to have a moan about, you know, being a parent and how hard it is and how tough it is and how exhausted they are. They also have to bear in mind that that there are some people who want to be in their position and they want to have babies and, and be tired and, and experience all those things too and, and they, you know, haven't been lucky enough for that to happen for them, so that was a very common theme actually yesterday when we were talking about it on instagram was people saying i don't feel like i'm allowed to complain because i've got friends who are struggling with their fertility and you know i know that i should feel blessed or lucky or privileged to have children and i should just take it on the chin
0: those two things can coexist though can't they you can you can know that you are blessed you can know like i i would not give up the opportunity i've had to have children i would not you know i would not go back and rewind time and choose not to have my kids but at the same time there's some days where i just want to have a piss on my own i agree i agree <laughs> i agree
1: but i think that's more that's something i think people are learning to be more honest about and more realistic about and to try and present a balanced view about and that's something that we definitely try and do in our community is just to be balanced to be realistic to say Yes, you're very lucky to have children, but it's still okay to say that some days are absolute shit and you'll feel like running away and you know calling them names every name under the sun, but you you know you don't and you you push on through and the next day is often often better, but I think that's one of the issues that um women postnatally um struggle with a lot is this unrealistic view that they've been presented with during their pregnancy, or not just their pregnancy, but, you know, when you're growing up, you see movies and you see images and parenthood is presented sort of in a, in a certain kind of way. And you're, you feel like you're meant to be happy and you're meant to be loving it and all that kind of thing. And then if you're not, that can compound these sort of negative feelings you might be having anyway, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? You, you feel guilty admitting that this isn't great and, you yeah, know, I think it's really important to be uh, honest with women who haven't got children yet, who are wanting to have children, and to show them what it's really like, warts and all, and say, yes, there are some amazing bits, but also there are some fucking shocking bits. And, um, you know, you take the rough with the smooth, and hopefully it's there's more good bits than bad bits.
0: Do you think that's happening yet do you think there is a realistic portrayal of parenthood being tabled to people who are yet to become parents i
1: don't know if it's widespread in my sort of circle of what i do i feel like that's i mean that's like that's my personal mission in life is to sort of to be honest to women and their partners so that there's no nasty shocks because i'm a big believer in that if you know all the nasty stuff that can happen it's almost like warding it off if you know what I mean you know prepared and forewarned and all that kind of stuff if you and it's the same with pregnancy and birth if you think well ideally I would love to be in a a water bath with fairy lights all around me and whale music and just push the baby out in you know a couple of hours but I could end up with a c-section or a ventouse delivery or an episiotomy and you know the whole experience may be completely different just knowing that means that if that happens to you it's not going to be a nasty shock and i think that's so important i think the same goes for the postnatal period toddlerhood you know the whole thing i think just being honest to the other women coming behind you is is really important i think
0: is that do you think that's changed generationally because i i'm i'm a mum of two young kids and I would say, even in the time that I've been a mother, I think that I've se- I've felt a shift. Maybe that's social media. Maybe that's, that's being in that forum has made me, has exposed me to different accounts of motherhood, which five years ago I wasn't.
1: No, I agree. I think it is. I think that's one of the many good things about social media. We hear lots of sort of, you know, negative um, things about social media, in particular Instagram. But I think that's this way, I think there is a wave of, honesty sort of passing through right now and when I had my first son nine years ago there was none of that and I was I was pretty furious for the first few years of of it all because I had done great antenatal classes that had prepared me for the giving birth bit but no one had prepared me for what came afterwards and that was the bit that I struggled with the giving birth bit was fine that only lasted a day and you know I was pretty good at that bit but what I wasn't good at was this postnatal feeding you know the changes um in the relationship to my husband with sorry the changes in um with my husband in our relationship things like that I just wasn't prepared for that I wasn't prepared for my life taking a back seat I wasn't prepared for like how how much my world would change and yeah I guess that's been what I've been trying to harp on about for the last well how many years have I been doing this about eight years yeah because I was so furious that people weren't being honest and I wanted to say to my friends and my mother and my sister and you know why did you not tell me that there were days that were like so terrible that you couldn't even imagine and uh yeah I was yeah I I, I don't think people have historically been honest enough but I think that yeah I think people are becoming less embarrassed to tell people
0: how they really feel. I know your kids aren't that much older than mine but having a nine-year-old you're you're almost a decade down motherhood (laughs) has it what's it like there
1: (laughs) oh god easier in lots of ways for example right now I said to him I need to go and record a podcast could you just go and do something and he is playing ping pong with his brother so you know that's easier than trying to explain to a three year old um so he gets it but you know then there are lots of bits that are much harder in lots of different ways like having to try and rationalize and explain every single decision uh that you're making at home you know when you've got a baby you just plump them in the high you know in the sorry in the push chair and off you go whereas this is like why are we going there i don't want to go there i don't feel like going there i'm hungry you know anyway it's like all the phases of motherhood i think uh, or parenthood you know some bit you know some bits get easier and some bits get harder and I'm definitely loving this stage a whole lot more because he is, my nine-year-old is interesting, he's interested, we can have proper conversations about things that I'm interested in, and I think the whole, I found the whole goo goo gar baby stage quite difficult, I think, because I really, um, I really put a lot of importance on interaction and socialising and that kind of stuff and I I found that really hard when he was a baby because you know how you you don't get much back and the chat isn't that good and um, yeah I love being able to just converse with him and hang out and actually enjoying it rather than that
0: sitting on the floor playing and that kind of stuff Do you think the question of are you happier once you've had kids would be answered differently by men?
1: Well, this is really interesting because I think if in a lot of traditional family setups, the man is pretty much unscathed by the whole experience, physically, psychologically. You know, quite often they are out of the house, you know, five out of seven days of the week. They're missing all the really mundane and tricky stuff, you know, like the tantrums of trying to get a baby into a. You know, having, making your toddler go for a nap or get them into the push chair or um, sweeping up all the food from under the high chair and the relentless feeding and all that kind of stuff. And they sort of miss out on a lot of that stressful kind of stuff. And for them, quite often, I am totally generalising and I know every family is different, but quite often their life goes on as normal. And then they get to be the fun guy. When they come home from work, they're the fun guy, they're on the floor doing the, you know, rolling around and tickling them and playing hide-and-seek and reading stories and not losing their temper and playing football with them at the weekends. And that can often leave me, well, <laughs> not just me, but lots of women feeling like they're the, you know, they're the meanie, they're the, the drudge, they're the ones who have to do the discipline, and the routine and the... The shopping and the cooking and the cleaning and whatever. And, you know, that's a whole other issue. But I think because of that, I think lots of men, yeah, they do perhaps feel happier because they've got these great children that someone else grew for them and someone else is, <laughs> is raising for them. And, yeah, they get to be, they, they're the glory guys. And, the glory guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think? Do you think your husband's happier?
0: I, you know, I I honestly don't know. I haven't think, asked him. You know, <laughs> yeah, I haven't asked him, which is bad, isn't it? But I think the things like going back to those like stresses that come with being like, listen, I, I like I keep saying like my kids bring joy, and I think there is a difference between happiness and joy. My kids bring me joy. Does that mean I'm happy? That they're two different things. But you know, are the demands on his energy the same? Possibly. Is he sleep deprived? Yes is the financial burden on us both yes so you know has his has his stresses gone up since having kids yes they have but have the demands on him personally he still he still goes out like you say for me the thing that I find the hardest in motherhood is losing my autonomy he hasn't lost his autonomy he hasn't um in the same way that I have you know he still gets to have his career and A lot of women do, and just for me, it didn't work out that way. Um, So he still gets to leave the house. And it's so weird how quickly that became such... A focal point of my anger when I became a mum, Um, which is you know he's going out earning the money we need to pay our mortgage. So you know he's not skipping out the house doing having a lovely time necessarily. He kind of is, is, though. (laughs) Yeah, there is. But in your head, you're like you're having the best time of your life. How dare you? And. I think it's quite hard for someone who leaves the house to go out to work to understand the mindset of the person who's left behind. Because they're like, well, I'm going off to work. I'd rather not be going off to work. And the person at home is like, lucky you going off to work. And it, it really chews you up. And it's 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 really hard to communicate that to somebody who's the other side of it. And and I, I, I know it's irrational, but at the same time valid, I think that for me was is was the hardest thing, and remains the hardest thing in our relationship, and it remains the hardest thing, the point of tension in our relationship. It is that him leaving me at home because yeah. it doesn't sit well with me. It's never sat well with me. It's not. A, it's not a. It's not something I ever aspired to. And a lot of people would say that that's you know something they'd love. They'd love to be at home. That was never me. That's not something I've ever wanted. And yet here I am. Yeah, I think. I, th- I think lots of women can identify with that for sure I think that's what led me to Instagram to taking my journalism onto Instagram because it's something that I could do from home it's what led me to do the podcast too because I think I just wanted something that I could get passionate about again um given that I found myself in a position that I hadn't really anticipated
1: I'm with you on 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 that kind of stuff and it's that's always been a bone of contention in our house is that yeah I feel like he can do what he wants when he wants and I can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's something that should be taught in NCT classes is mum guilt. That's like a yeah, teach me about hormones, teach me about breastfeeding and then give me a whole seminar on mum guilt because that that is that's another level that is complex and never ending at the moment for me. Yeah, it is so tricky and you know so we I run
1: um antenatal classes um like an alternative to the to the NCT. They're sort of more we do a lot of focus on on the postnatal period and we do talk a lot about these kind of feelings and we talk about relationship changes with your partner we talk about how it's not all romantic like a black and white picture of a man and a woman holding a baby looking into each other's eyes and we talk about some of the things you might need to look out for in the postnatal period and I think that's really important I think that's you know, like all of this, just normalising those feelings and preparing people for those feelings so when it happens they're not thinking, oh my god, I'm really abnormal, I'm really weird because I'm hating my husband this week or, um, you know, is it really weird that I'm not loving this or is it really strange that um, I don't feel like I bonded with my baby straight away just knowing that those feelings are normal and that you don't need to be embarrassed about them I think is, is half the battle and I think that's it's really important to talk about those, so people don't feel so alone because having those feelings and then on top of
0: that feeling alone that's that can be really devastating i guess the, for me it was talk to who who do you you know who as young mums as new mums where do you find that ear of being like i i'm not in crisis this is not you know i'm not i don't need urgent help but is it all right that i'm having a day where i really wish i could just shut the door and walk away for a seven hours
1: you definitely need to choose your audience i would say i mean because there were you know you find over the years there are some people who are not so sympathetic to hearing that and you know sometimes that could be even your own mother who says well in my day we just got on with it and you know come on that's what being a parent is you know suck it up you know that's you're not gonna necessarily get the support you need from that um Social media, again, I think is is brilliant for this. You know, having online friends, perhaps people you'll never meet and you only know them by their you know, Instagram handle, but just people who are going through the same thing as you, the same time as you, and who just say, yep, yeah, you know, I feel the same. You know, I think that can really help. Mum groups, you know, friends that you might make through antenatal classes or in sort of local play groups can just be amazing. Because it definitely has to be someone who's gone through it or going through it at the same time. And, um, you know, quite often, in fact, I've had I had some messages on my Instagram this week from a a grandmother who follows me on Instagram. And she said, I just hated all those years when my my children were tiny. I found them so difficult. Um, My husband worked away and I was basically like a single mum. And I used to go down the end of the garden and cry because I was too ashamed to tell anyone how I felt. And I just thought that was so sad. make me sad now, thinking about it. But, um, yeah, it is really important to have someone to talk to. And even if it's just a, an imag- not imaginary, but even if it's just someone on like, a virtual person, then I think that can really help. I don't think we should underestimate how helpful and powerful a virtual community of friends can feel.
0: I completely agree, because there is also an element of, I mean, I've, I'm very lucky that I've got a close group of friends and understanding parents, but to vent to someone who the you know you're not necessarily going to see at a birthday function next week or then go oh, how are you and you're a bit like well I don't want to talk about this now I'm I'm in a you know I'm having a nice time you know to to have someone who can just be like I need to offload this it's going to stay in that space and I know I can come back to it as and when I want to rather than having someone do, do you know what I mean like having a separate mm-hmm. space for it feels quite safe and yeah. it and yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's what we try and provide on our on our Instagram page is just that so people can just come and vent and say, you know, me too. Yeah, I'm not loving this or, you know, I mean, it's not all negative. There are people coming in and and saying how much they do love it, but yeah, I think if you're having a hard time, it's it's really important to to be able to to vent that because there's nothing worse than having uh uncomfortable feelings and just holding them inside because that's not healthy for anyone
0: there's there was a follow-on question dropped into the honesty box which was when's the right time for kids and I feel like it sort of is part of this conversation as well um I know what my answer would be have you got one for that question when's the right
1: time I don't know
0: I really don't know um because
1: there'll never be the right time in terms of your career, your finances and that kind of stuff. So I would say for me personally, the right time was when my relationship felt secure because I know that financially we didn't feel particularly sorted. Career-wise, I wasn't sorted, nor was my husband. And there's so many factors you have to take into account, your age and fertility and things like that. And I think that knowing how hard it is to raise children with a supportive partner I can't imagine how hard it would be to raise children alone so for me I think it would have to be when your relationship is is feels good enough and strong enough to do that and but not to imagine that having a baby will improve your relationship because it's actually probably slightly uh the other way around but but then, but there's no right time. You know, there are plenty of people who have a baby when they are not in a relationship and don't ever go on to regret it. There are people who forfeit their careers to have children and don't regret it. And it's, that's a tricky question.
0: It is tricky. I mean, I, I have the similar thoughts to you. And then I think given the overriding question of this podcast, which is about, you know, are you happier afterwards? I think it's just when, when are you ready for a change prepared for change you know if if you if the life if you don't want the life you're currently living to change at all it's not the right time to have kids um because it, your life will change um yeah
1: but i don't think i thought about that i think i thought uh we just got married i love my husband i'm not particularly broody i've never been massively maternal kind of person anyway but i just thought i want to have children and so we might as well go for it now. And I don't think I thought enough about the changes that would come and the the effects that it would have on you know, me psychologically, physically, my relationship, my career, all those kind of things. And I think that had I known, perhaps I wouldn't have uh, jumped into it quite so eagerly. But I do still know that despite all the, the, the tough times that I, I do have, I I don't regret it for a second and I am glad that I've done it and it was the right time for me I think Um, I think the other other tricky question I think is if you're going to have a second one when's a good time to have a second one and I think if I had been allowed to choose I probably would have waited a little bit longer I found it very difficult having two children under the age of two but would I want to give my second son back in exchange for a bigger gap no So I think that's a tricky question too.
0: I mean, that was going to be my last question is obviously we've been quite honest um, and there might be some people listening to this saying, why? So why have kids? (laughs) Why have them?
1: Wow, it is a good question. Um, Maybe because that's what we're here to do, to procreate and bring life. um, uh, That's not a very sort of sexy answer, is it? Um, um, Yeah, the hugs and the cuddles are amazing. And Christmas has taken on a whole new meaning. You know, I am a huge fan of Christmas, but Christmas is much more exciting with little people around. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I I don't know that I would necessarily be a very good salesperson for motherhood per se because I'm not a particularly sort of gushing kind of maternal person but I am a very realistic and honest and and practical person and I think that it's wonderful and I think it's just hard to describe that's why I feel a bit tongue-tied but I just think conversations like the one we're having right now are really important for people thinking about embarking on the wild journey of parenthood because it's it can be tough
0: it can be tough but I think I've also not laughed as much as I have since I've had kids like I genuinely find them hysterical they're like a walking comedy troupe you know even if sometimes you're laughing because it's utterly ridiculous and what's happened you cannot believe what's just happened but for me I find whilst it is tough I find it hugely satisfying and 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 hilarious like I generally find mothering quite hilarious and there is an element and there is an element of laughing through tears sometimes yeah absolutely but um yeah well I I I I appreciate honest conversations around motherhood because it isn't what I heard before I had kids um but I don't want it to put people off (laughs) i think you're either the sort of person who appreciates those conversations you're either what you like like you said right at the beginning of this podcast you either i i wish i had all the information before i went in so that i could better prepare myself but i know plenty of people who would rather not and just experience it as and when they go through and deal with what's thrown at them
1: ignorance is bliss Hmm. right that's that's one viewpoint but you know this this Honesty has been the sort of driving force behind everything I've done over the past nine years, because that's what I feel so passionate about. And like I mentioned earlier, just being furious that I was so unprepared because I'm a very organised, methodical kind of person. And yeah, I felt kind of pissed off like I'd turned up at this like to run a marathon, but I hadn't done the training, if you know what I mean. And And I was cross with myself and I was cross with everyone around me for not having helped me prepare and the book I wrote last year um um, is is about all those things it's called nobody tells you and it's about it's about all the things that nobody tells you um you know the good things and the bad things and I just think it's it's just a, an important read for anybody at any stage on their parenthood journey whether you're just embarking on it and want to find out what the future holds or whether you're halfway through it um, and just need some of your feelings normalised and just want to feel less alone. But, yeah, I think it's all about the honesty.
0: Nobody Tells You is available to order now. And if any listeners want to go and check out Becca's community, you'll find her on Instagram. She's at a place. Becca, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a total pleasure.